You're listening to Lessons from the Boardroom, a business podcast with Kevin Minton, CEO of Chief Executive Boards. Hey, I'm Kevin Minton, and welcome to our podcast. Uh, I'm really enthused about our guest today and have been looking forward to this interview for quite some time. Our guest uh, today, Rob Gilmore, is the founder and CEO of RX and Go. And today, uh, he'll be sharing uh, about his journey in building a very successful grassroots business, which, as many of us know, uh, can be a bit of a roller coaster ride. After spending 25 years working for major insurance companies in employee benefits and two years working as a benefit advisor, Rob uh, started RX and Go to address some of the frustrations with pharmacy costs and uh, delivery of medication. Since founding the company with his partner, uh, Mort Jorgensen, in 2010, the company has grown from one account to more than 250 employer groups offering RX and Go to their employees and family members. Rob resides in Cincinnati, Ohio, and enjoys uh, traveling with his wife, uh, Melissa. So, Rob, welcome to the show. It's, uh, it's good to have you today. Thanks, Kevin. It's great to be here. Great to be with you, as always. Hey, listen, Rob, let's, uh, let's go ahead and dive right in and get started with a little bit of uh, background about yourself and maybe a little bit about how you got started in business, if you wouldn't mind sharing. Oh, no, no problem. Um, uh, again, uh, thanks, Kevin. Um, so uh, I, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, uh, and then um, went to um, Miami University, graduated from Miami and started my career in the insurance industry, uh, traveling through various cities, uh, Columbus, Ohio, Cincinnati, and then uh, Chicago. Um, and from there, uh, enjoyed uh, all the attributes of those of those areas and uh, really had a had a great life and I got into business at a very young age uh, I, I was selling Christmas cards door to door so I could get a train uh, for Christmas one year and um, it just kind of took off from there I've always kind of been doing something in the sales area uh, I graduated from college with a degree in uh, liberal arts um, after doing a vocational program in business in high school and uh, really have always been attracted to uh, business and and all that is involved. Uh, I've enjoyed my experiences and uh, again, there's nothing better than owning your own business. I can can say that with 100% certainty. You, you sound like a, a true entrepreneur from uh, from the onset, uh, Rob, and from a very young age. Uh, I, I kind of was uh, was the same way as a as a young man. So, how did you get started with RX and Go? What what was the idea? What uh, what got you started in all this? So, um, RX and Go uh, was really based on uh, a frustration that I had uh, working with major insurance companies, and then as a benefit advisor really never being able to tell clients what medication costs. And uh, there's it's a very complicated and, and complex conversation to have with someone about how much medicine costs. And I just thought that was, um, there had to be a better way. And um, so went on the course of uh, setting up an arrangement to buy and sell medicine and then establish fixed price tiers for the medicine. Um, uh, all of our medicine that we offer today is uh, generic with some exceptions. And with generic medicine, all of the 
the complications, the complexities have kind of been neutralized, but still there was variance in what medication costs. And again, the frustration continued. Uh, so with this, uh, we started to offer an arrangement where we would buy and sell medicine for employer plans. We'd arrange for the medicine to be put into bottles through a pharmacy uh, that we contracted with and then shipped to the members' homes and provide price certainty for the employer. And what employers responded by was offering the medicine through ARCs and it was available through ARCs and go at no cost to the member. So what we did early on in the arrangement is clearly defined and aligned incentives. So the incentive were if we could buy the medicine and sell it to the employer plans for less money than they were paying now, and they could offer it to their employees at no cost, we'd create a win-win situation. And that incentive was enough to start the business. And, and again, we've continued that through this day. And it kind of flows through our business, our organization. We continue to to focus on aligning incentives so that people are properly incented to produce the behaviors that we're looking for, whatever those might be, whether it's selling products or uh, whether we're getting employer members to send their prescriptions to to our pharmacy that we contract with. It, it sounds like you, uh, you you definitely identified a gap in uh, what what was what was missing there and. Uh, you know that, that that you found a way to to fill that. Obviously, uh, with the growth rate that you guys have uh, encountered with your business, you know, it definitely was uh, was some some dead space there that you guys could backfill, and you 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 recognized it sort of early on, and uh, have been able to uh, sort of capitalize on that. But uh, along the journey here, Rob, what, what's been the biggest challenge that you faced in, uh, in, in your journey so far in, in running RX and Go as the CEO? <laughs> well, uh, I, I've learned uh, many, many things. Uh, the first is uh, mistakes happen, and really it's not making the mistake, it's correcting the mistake timely and, and taking responsibility. And we've we've kind of again, encourage that with our, our team members today is don't worry about making mistakes. Uh, they're going to happen. Just don't make them often. And when you do, fix them quickly and take responsibility. So that was kind of the major lessons. We've we found that employers, big employers, medium-sized employers, they all understand. They've, they've been there. They, they, know the, they know the drill. And they just want to have an honest relationship with a vendor that they can trust. And with that kind of experience, I think we've been able to to really create some excellent relationships with the, our clients. Was there was there any particular uh, challenge or anything that uh, or a particular setback or anything that uh, that you've encountered along the way that uh, you you found a way around or uh, overcame or it was just one that you just had to wipe off the slate and say let's move on and, and try uh, try again. Oh yes, there's there's a number. Um, I've I've got a bushel full of them, but the the one that I, I again is is with working with um, our um, providers, the ones that that we lean on for support in our in our model. And uh, you try different things, and you learn quickly if they're going to work and if they're not going to work, and then have to take a view and move on. I think that's the 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 best lesson that I've learned throughout this whole process. And again, oh, wow. to, to try to identify really great people. That's, that's really the key. The, the people make you know, a difference. 
You know, you, you bring up a, a great point, and, and one of the things I recall in an earlier conversation with you is uh, that you, you really wanted to create a business in the beginning where you didn't have a lot of employees or hardly maybe any employees, and, and I think maybe that's, that might have changed a little bit. Uh, what, what was it that, uh, that, that sort of changed your, your thinking there, or, or has that changed? Yeah, well, uh, I, I'm... It's something that I've always weighed, uh, whether we need to uh, add add more people to help us grow and deliver services that our clients are expecting. You know, when we were when we were young, uh, as an organization, Mort and I were able to do a lot of those things. But as we continued to grow, we we knew that we had to go a different way if we were going to continue the growth that we were experiencing. And so we we then made the decision to move to add people and uh, we, we've really been able, we've been really lucky and been able to add some, some really stellar performers and not, not only internally, but also externally the people that we contract with for services are really outstanding as well. So we've been really, really lucky in that regard, but it, it's a conscious effort to, to try to remain small, to keep our margins narrow so that we're able to pass on savings to employers to continue to grow our model. We're still in a, in a growth mode for certain we're not That's just fantastic. getting started yeah, yeah fantastic uh rob so where where are you guys today uh sort of take us through the journey you started out with one account or one customer and you're up to more than 250 i think you said accounts now uh today and uh yeah. so uh wh- wh- where do you kind of see yourself uh in in the future here yes very interesting. We we initially started in the Midwest, and we we thought that our model was really a cost play that we were going to save people money and employers money, and they were going to respond, and and they did. Um, but as we continued to grow and and understand why people buy, uh, you know, use our and go buy from us, uh, it's really more than simply a cost. It's really a desire to do the right thing for their employees. And that is kind of a more compelling reason for us to continue to focus on doing what we do. Employers are taking a different view in terms of what they spend for their employee benefits. And they're focused now on what are those programs that we can provide to our members that are going to provide real meaningful benefits, real meaningful value to them. and. Uh, with our program by offering zero deductible or zero copay for the medicines that we offer and delivering them to their home. It's a pretty compelling story in terms of those organizations that are really looking to do whatever they can to take care of their members. So it's more about, you know, again, cost is important. You got to get have cost in line to get to the table, but uh, really it's more um, about what kind of benefits you're able to offer and are they relevant for their population? And we've seen that to be uh, really driving a lot of those decisions on whether to offer ARCs and GO at, at the employer level. Well, Rob, we, we've talked a lot about, uh, about about the journey and kind of how you got here and um, you know, some, of the, some of the things you've learned along the way. On, on the other hand, what's been, your, what's been your greatest success so far? There are so many. Um, I mean, the, the fact that we're able to um, work with so many great people uh, in terms of uh, our our benefit advisors that we work with and our clients that we have as customers, 
that's super rewarding to see um, people grow individually as as uh, uh, associates as as team members is highly rewarding and being able to to take care of my family obviously is is rewarding in that sense as well so in in, in other words taking taking a business from you know conception uh being able to um see some people grow in, in their field and, and develop some great relationships with customers and, and vendors and, and, uh, and, and it be financially rewarding for yourself as well. Uh, Rob, so did, did I sum that up correctly? Absolutely. Absolutely, Kevin. Thank you. So if you had to trace it back, what, what would you say contributed the most to, to that success? My experiences along the way, uh, were probably the most meaningful in terms of understanding the marketplace, uh, understanding who the players are, and then and then seeing their frustration. It was it was a shared frustration I saw not only uh, with myself but and my clients, but also with other peers in the industry having the same problems, telling people what drugs cost and how to take care of people differently than the traditional models um, have provided. Again, in now, and now in this environment with the need to stay at home and not work uh, outside the uh, – and to work outside the office, again, having home delivery is, is even more important to people today. So it's taken a very relevant uh, story before and made it even more relevant for today's events. So it sounds like you really had a, a, a great understanding of the marketplace and, and you shared some of the frustrations of – you know, what people were going through and, and had a, a real empathy for your customers. And, um, you know, that was able to kind of put that into play uh, as a business and, and, and made that work. And so uh, congratulations on, uh, you know, on being able to first identify that and, and make a business out of it and, and have it to grow and thrive and, and continue on uh, today as a, as a very successful entity. Uh, so just to sort of piggyback on that, what what would you believe it is that, you know, sort of makes some successful and um, what is it that makes some successful while others uh, tend, tend to struggle? Hmm. Wow, that's a that's a great question. And I wish I if I, I wish I do the complete answer to it. I mean, my my hunch is uh, it's it's a, it's a little bit of intuition. It's it's a lot of bit of hard work and a l- even more good luck. I mean, it's uh, just one of those things where the, the it collides. Uh, but you've got to you've got to understand what the needs are and, and determine whether it's a need or a want. And if it's something that uh, people want, it needs to be very shiny and very relevant and very timely. If it's something that people need, you need to have a a, a broad view of how that's meaningful to them. But it's uh, you can't start a business without a first step and it's uh I had two kids in college when I started RX and Go. So it was a hunch that I felt good about and made the commitment to to do um uh, to go both feet in and I had a great got a great partner in Ward Jorgensen who's been with me through the journey and uh, again we've we've worked hard um and it's we've just been very fortunate uh to really achieve what we've been able to do. Yeah, you guys have had a, a great ride together, uh, Rob, and I, I remember a lot of the conversations. And um, you know, it's just uh, it's just been fun to watch uh, you guys grow throughout the years. Um, 
So what what is it that you would consider uh, that sort of makes you optimistic about the future of, of business? Mm. With with my business, I, as with an aging population, um, I think it's going to just continue to be more relevant. People are pushing out uh, retirement, so they're going to continue to to look for employers that have terrific benefits. I think more employers are going to be looking for ways to uh, adapt their existing benefit um, programs to reflect the needs of that this aging demographic that is con- going to continue to work rather than retire and want to provide benefits to attract and retain those those type of individuals. So uh, I'm, I'm very optimistic about uh, what we're doing currently and I, we're very excited about the future about how we can take the company in perhaps new directions that will continue to expand upon our value proposition. So I'm really, yeah. really excited about that. It certainly sounds like demographics are, are in your favor, Rob. Uh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, well, Rob, good fortune. <laughs> well, we all get a little bit of luck along the way. And, uh, you know, uh, you, you never want to uh, discount uh, the hard work, the effort, everything that uh, the, the intuition the the hard work and everything that you've put into it but you know we all do get a little bit of luck along the way and and uh you know it's been it's been fun watching you guys take this uh from inception and just watching it grow and flourish and make your way through the you know the hurdles and the obstacles and challenges that you faced along the way and uh uh rob i really appreciate you you sharing your story so uh if people wanted to know more uh about rx and go uh, where can people connect with you and learn more about how, you know, how you help people? Sure. Our website is rxandgo.com. And if they'd like to connect with me, they can uh, email me at rob at rxandgo.com and welcome any continued conversations about the program or any other questions they might have about business and anything else. Well, that's uh, that's fantastic. And uh, so, Rob, so so we're about out of time. And I want to say uh, and want to wrap this up and just want to say thank you very much uh, for being here. And uh, I look forward to uh, reconnecting with you again soon. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your experience with our listeners today. And I uh, want to wish you all great fortune uh, going ahead. OK, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate you. Thank you. The Lessons from the Boardroom podcast is sponsored by Chief Executive Boards. It's lonely at the top, but that doesn't mean you need to go it alone. We've got your back. At Chief Executive Boards, you have access to business best practices, insights, and resources that can help you eliminate the stress, anxiety, and pitfalls of running a business. Whenever you're ready, here's how we can help. Number one, get a copy of Kevin's book, In Search of Balance, The Business Owner's Guide to Building a Business and a Life at chiefexecutiveboards.com slash book. Number two, attend a Chief Executive Boards event in your area to find out if CEBI can help you. For a list of upcoming events in your area, go to chiefexecutiveboards.com slash events or call 864-527-5917.